Hey, this is Mateo Lane. I'm Emma Wilman. And this is Inside the Closet. Inside the Closet. <laughs> okay, I'm ready to record. Three, two, one. Now, Emma, you did that on purpose. What? That I thought that was the best. That was six seconds behind. There's a delay, because I thought that was the best one we had. We're, we're talking about us. <laughs> At the beginning so of each episode, we clap Emma. because we like to... Um, infantilize ourselves. No, we clap because it's a way right. to know the recording starts. Or I don't fucking know, but we do a clap. It's our little thing, and Mateo thinks the clap is always off. I think it's always on. <laughs> that was the best one we've ever done. But um, so right when we logged on, Mateo said he had just hung up um, Christmas holiday decorations already, and I reacted like Scrooge McDuck. I'm. I'm I'm having a a moment, so I'm like, you know what? I fuck because here's the thing: I don't do anything for Thanksgiving generally. So like, at growing up, it was always um, not as big of a holiday. So I'm like, you know, and then I don't think I get enough time with Christmas. It's only like twenty days, so I'm like, no, I'm starting November first. I'm getting in the goddamn holiday cheer, and everyone can just shove it. Said like a true New Yorker. <laughs> Yeah, I mean that is that basically is a true New Yorker here. Um, I'm getting in the goddamn. What are you up to? Getting in the goddamn holiday spirit. Everyone can shove it. Can I tell you? I was flying back from Italy, and um, they the the woman next to me. She I was in the I was like by myself on the left side, and she was in the the we just had the aisle separating us. This woman literally could have been brought into the ICU. She was coughing so. Much and that was one of the things where I'm like, you know what? Of all the mask things, like at least I can like wear a mask now and like not feel like I'm gonna get sick. She Emma, she for eight and a half hours would not stop coughing. So I had like the she was wearing her mask, so obviously she oh, knew good. she was like sick. So like I was like, okay, I feel like we're mitigating any chance of me getting sick here. But like, I I you should see me. I had my mask on every time she would cough. I would do that that thing where I'd be like, ugh. You know, like, just, like, somehow that's going to make her coughing stop. Right. And then right. Um, I turned the air thing on and I blasted it towards her. So should any droplets get in the air, it'll be blown away. But I had, like, a defense system. But then I was like, Smart. fuck, when, when we both eat, she's going to be coughing over her food. Then I'm going to be coughing. So it just was. I Like, if you know you're super sick. Like, you're, like, this woman probably had, like, I don't know, 158 degree temperature. And she got on the plane. She couldn't stop coughing. Do you think there's, like, a, uh, do you think there's, like, a selfishness in that? Like, if I was that sick, I think I might just say, like, I'm not gonna get on this plane. Like, I'm not well enough. I'll answer you totally honestly. In the pre-COVID, I would have still got on the plane. Post-COVID, I wouldn't get on the plane. But I used to, which is, it is selfish. And I knew it was selfish back then, too. And I'm sorry. I feel bad even saying it. But yeah, I did. I used to. I brought you here to make you apologize. <laughs> yeah. Things come back around. I Yeah, I remember right. I remember getting on planes like sick before and being like, oh, I'm kind of being an asshole. But I remember it was like right before COVID, I thought I had the flu. And I was so, I remember I was like, I just got to get my body to Vegas and then once I'm there, I'll sleep all day. I'll just have to roll out and do the shows. And I remember being like, this is bad. So I did it. And then I remember thinking, I don't want to do that in because I was so sick. On the- I wasn't sneezing, but I was like sweating. 
and I felt like shit. It, it is self. It is, it is totally selfish. I mean, well, I remember when like COVID was just starting to happen. Like I was supposed to go to L. I was in Phoenix. I was supposed to go to L. A. And I was like, things are weird. I'm gonna go back home to New York just in case like everything shuts down. I got on the plane and and this woman on the plane was wearing a mask with gloves. And I remember thinking, oh fucking loser like what a dumb idiot and then like now i'm like oh god that was the smartest woman i've ever seen in my this is before anyone was wearing masks before anybody was wearing masks like this was like the week before everything shut down she so was like a pioneer she was a pioneer i was an asshole i was like this bitch uh and also medical can i tell you did i tell you last time that i got my eyes lasered no Oh my God, Emma, I'm sorry. This is like a, a, my, Mateo's medical journey. So I have something where the, the, like the glands in my eyelids, okay, above and below are clogged. And as a result, it's causing like swelling. Very common. My mom gets that too. And she's supposed to steam them. Okay, right. So I was steaming them, but they are so backed up. And like they, they could. Why? I don't know. And so when I went to the. What are you clogging them with? I don't know. I went to the doctor and I was like, like, I just went for like a, a prescription because I don't have glasses. And I was like, you know, I'm reading a book and it's like getting a little harder. He's like, you have 20, 20 vision. He's like, but I can write you a prescription. I was like, great. And then I just said casually. I was like, just FYI, my eyes are always kind of red. And, you know, like they just like kind of like are swollen and he was like, let's look at your eyes. He was like, oh, this is really bad. And I was like, what? He like numbed them, looked at them. He was like, you're not creating, you're not secreting any like healthy, like goo basically from your eyes. Like you're so clogged up. So like normally your eyes have like some kind of like layer of lubricant to keep them like right. moving and blinking. And I was like, yeah, I was like, my eyes hurt. He's like, well, this is really bad. He's like, I'm going to try and express them. And he put like this fucking like Star Wars machine on my eye where like each lid had like a band on it. And then it got really hot. And then he tried to express my glands. Sorry if anyone is so grossed out by this. What does that mean? Express glands? Like basically like the glands in your eyes. If you look close up, if you push them, they should like secrete like some kind of healthy oh. secretion. Mine were doing yeah. nothing. So he put this whole thing and it did nothing. He's like, you have to get IPL, which is like a laser, basically like in, like a super bright light. And they they basically zap your eyes. So sorry if anybody is grossed out by this. So yesterday was my second treatment and it is, Emma, it is a nightmare. It looks like a medieval torture device. Does it hurt? Yeah, it does. And it's... So uncomfortable. So they take, okay, how do I describe this? So first they numb your face and your eyes, right? Which I hate like cold goo going over your face. Like, but the staff is incredible. Like they're super nice. Then <laughs> You're doing like a Barbara Corkin face right now. It seems so weird. Well, it's really, it's also hard having something like going towards your eyes because it's just scary, I think. So what they do, this is so fucking weird, Emma. They numb your eye, right? They put the drops in. Like the eyeball? Yeah, the, they okay. put drops in that like numb them. Then they take this metal, it's metal, and it looks like a mini plunger. So it's like a circle that like ah! goes right over your eye and it has like sticks sticking out of it. So you can like pull it out and they put that on your eyes. So your, your eyes are open, right? And as your eyes are open, you can't see anything, 
because these are over your eyes. So your eyes are open and they feel like they're closed. And then they start, they laser all over your face. And then they laser your eyelids. And all you see are like these like bright flashes. And it, the, yesterday I was like, next time I come here, I have to find one of my gay friends who have Valium. Cause like, I can't do this sober. Like I was like, ah, ah, go. And then I kept apologizing. I was like, you guys are doing a great, I felt like you. I was like, you guys are doing a great job. Great I was like, job. just letting you know you're doing awesome, but this is horrible. Yeah. It's a nightmare. Could, that's like the type of thing that makes people go into see, get seizures. You know, when you get like flashing lights coming at you. Isn't yeah. it supposed to be like something that can like send you into some kind of like shock? They get they give you a stress. Don't stre- quote me on that. <laughs> they give you a stress ball, which does nothing. And I mean, it's just like they need it's... to get a bigger ball. <laughs> I've said that to so many people. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so I've had second. That was my second treatment, and I have three more just to make my Do eyes you cry? healthy. No, I don't Do you cry, cry, but like, it's can... it's like. The freakiest thing. It feels like some sort of like Black Mirror episode. Like, but do you cry? Like, can you cry? Like, if you like, can liquid? Is it the same thing that releases? Oh tears? yeah, my tear ducts aren't f- clogged up. It's the glands that create like the secretion to keep your eyes moist and healthy. So like, and now I'm like, now it's like the same thing with my hair. Like, I can only look at people and how bright their eyes are. Like, ugh, their eyes are so mm. white. Look at how white their eyes are. Isn't the human body amazing? But but your eyes don't ever look red. You don't ever look like you're like. Um, they you don't are, look like they, you have dr- clear, dry eyes. They, that commercial that, <laughs> every time I say dry eyes, I hear that guy's fucking voice. Um, they gave me some a drop called Lumify, which you can get at Walgreens or CVS, and like it keeps your eyes feeling like really white. Um, but also my eyes are better. And like your mom said, oh, so talking about steaming your eyes, it's like a bag of rice that like is shaped like eyes, and you put it in the microwave for an hour, or an hour, a minute. And then you lay it over your face. So my mom does do that because she was like, she was like, I'm supposed to do this every night, but uh, I can't just keep track of it. Like, rah, 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 rah. It was like a thing. But I remember she had these those these eye packs and one of them smelled like lavender because I would use them sometimes because it was so relaxing. Like it feels really good right. to put them on. Isn't the human body amazing that like that's something like, because when would we ever think, we would never think, oh, my not the glands that do the tears, but the other glands, like what the, all these fucking glands that we don't even think about and our body's just doing it. Like, that's pretty incredible. Yeah. Yeah. What's also more incredible is that they figured out ways to like fix it. Right. Like, I, I right? had, a, I had a problem with my eyes like 10 years ago and, and this lady was like, well, I'll just give you steroid drops and see if that helps. And it did nothing. And I was like, well, I guess I just have dry eyes the rest of my life and everything's going to like hurt and look red and swollen. And then my new eye doctor was like, no, like we have many ways of fixing this and I think you'd be a great candidate for IPL and also thank God, you know, I'm I'm not like yeah, just thank God I'm I'm able to pay for it because truly like totally it's expensive but also it's like It's so scary. It's so un- scary and it's so scary and so not fair because it's just hard that that would be it's just tough because that's like such a basic thing that I, I mean it's that Look, when I say that about healthcare, I know I'm one of those people that's like, everyone should have healthcare, but I don't have a solution or a way to do that. But I just feel that that would be a good thing. But I offer no well, solution to that. I didn't have problem. healthcare for 10 years, you know? And I was like, I guess I'll just, I guess I'll just throw caution to the wind because like I couldn't afford healthcare. Now I can, although I haven't worked for SAG in a while. So they're very much like, 
<laughs> you know, like you have to pay extra now. I'm like, oh God, but still. I was for years had this health insurance through like the Mennonites. Did you ever hear about that? Excuse you? The what? So I hope this is legit. So that I found one of those things. It was like the one that you went to called one. There's like one medical where, where you like pay a fee right. and you go to that. Do you so go to one medical? I love them. So this, they're great. This is, I don't, but I've, but this is a year, this is before one medical came in the scene. There's this other place and they don't, they have two locations in New York, but it's like you pay to just go to this place. And they were, it was great. The problem is if you're traveling and something happens, like you can, you go to these, there's these two locations. The doctor, I remember this guy, he was, he was awesome. Like he would like, he was great, except for he gave me a gynecological exam and when he a guy does it they what get is a gynecological a exam it's like where they like go inside you your stomach or vagina vagina okay Ooh. but that but yeah but they but it's like you, if i guess if a guy does you have to have like i guess there always has to be two people in there every time i've done it there's always like the person doing it and then the nurse and then the video camera person no, i'm just joking but that but anyway <laughs> when he did it he was not good at it because he was like, my doctors are all, I don't know what is up with this. My doctors are always Eastern European. Because my doctors now are those like, are like the Russians, like Russian voices. He was something <laughs> like that. When he, when he, he was, had no, I mean, the word of, he has no bedside table manner. Like I remember the place, and I'll bring it to the, back to the Mennonites, but he was like, I remember him being like, like just like talking to me and then like just going in. And I was like, wow. I was can can I ask a, a personal question? Yeah. Can I? I don't want to say, I want to say. Yeah, yeah. Is it about sex and penetration? No, 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 no. No, like when they do a gynecological exam, like what exactly are they? I actually don't know. Like what, what exactly are they doing? I don't know either. I mean, <laughs> here's the thing. They go, they're like looking for problems. So they'll like, they, some, they like have you put your feet in these two like steer up things and then they like look inside and sometimes they put like this like alien looking thing inside you. I really don't like it. I've, I mean, that's so, that is so vulnerable. Sometimes like, people do like it. But, oh, totally. But they do that to you guys. Don't they have to go in your butt? Well, I mean, for me, that's child's play. But I mean, like, yeah, what? I'm sure for straight men, it's a lot. <laughs> But yeah, like they check no, your but, prostate, so you like have to slightly bend yeah. over in the least sexual way to bend over, right? And then they put like lube on a on their fingers, and they just shove it now up your ass. Why do they use their fingers? Because then they can feel how tender your feel prostate it, yeah. is. Okay, because I so they use your fingers too with this. They'll do like fingers, and they like feel around for like when I had to go get. My, I've had um like I'd say one out of every couple years. They'll be like, okay, you need to go have these cystic fib fucking. I need to pay better attention. They're like, you've got to get these things checked out. And then I go get them checked out. And they're like, it's benign. And then I go back. And because my sister's like, I've got a history of that in my family. So they're always like poking around. But this guy, the guy who is like no bedside table manner, fibroids, that's the word I'm looking for. They're like, you've got benign fibroids. Um, he was like, look, if you, this is, you have to have something for when you travel in case something happens. He's like, we have a partnership with the Mennonites. He was like, you can join. It's like whatever it is, a hundred dollars a month, and then a month. It, it was something where it was like a good. It, it was like people with like, but like people you like pay into it. Where then if like someone has a problem, like you can pay more to help them. I'm kind of basically it was like 
it was like a donate a sliding scale donation thing, but because it was it was through a church, so it's like everyone a was church? like, church. Like, I think the Mennonites are a church. I don't think churches Look, should be looking at people's vaginas. Well, this was this was uh now, a private now, insurance. Now imagining a priest like hemming and hawing over. No, the- no. <laughs> <laughs> it's not like that. I'm gonna look up Mennonites. It's uh, Mennonite. I think the, I think the Mennonites sound right. That sounds like um, a religion or like a denomination of Christian, right? Like it's a social just social justice is a big thing. It was kind of a nice thing, and I did it. I rem- I did it for a while, and then there was a couple times where I was like, I'm gonna pay extra this month just because well, I don't fucking know health coverage informs it was something the Corinthian plan the health plan of the Mennonite church provides a- affordable group coverage that's what it is so it was like a type of group cover it, it was good when I did I never I never like in those years I never went to the I didn't have anything where I had to like call in it for but that was my health insurance for a while until someone was I remember they were like, is that okay that you're not part of their church? And I was like, I don't know. I'm trying to make it in show business. Well, if you're if you're interested, Emma, you should join One Medical because they're in every city and you can just, you can FaceTime them anytime. Like I had, yeah I, yeah. I had a problem when I was in Provincetown and I actually just FaceTime them anytime. And they're like, where are you? I was like, I'm in Provincetown. Well, I can hook you up with a doctor from Provincetown because I'm not lot licensed in you know, whatever state you're in, da, da, da. I'm like, they make it super, super easy. You can get in touch with anyone and referrals at any time. I mean, it's, yeah, the eye, the eye thing is I would rather someone in my ass or looking at my dick or anything. Really? But the eyes, the eyes, look at my mouth all you want. Look at my nose, look at my fucking ears, but it's the fucking eyes. It's, it's a nightmare. It's scary because you see it coming. So you're like, shit. Like, it's like, it's coming at you. You can't, like, a lot of times, even when I do, when I do, when I get my teeth done, like, I'll close my, when they're, like, doing my teeth, I'll close my eyes. Like, if something's uncomfortable, I'll usually Well, yeah, if, if they do my, if I'm at the dentist, I, I have my eyes closed because it's just awkward yeah. to, like, open them. Just, like, to stare at someone while they're doing it. Or, like, I'll look up and, like, right. sometimes there's that, like, reflective thing. So I'm trying to see inside my mouth to see, like, what they're seeing. Mm-hmm. But the dentist I have no problem with. I don't mind the dentist. I've never had a cavity. I'm going to tell you guys this. We're going to take a quick break and I got a dentist story. Okay, we're back. And and Emma, if anyone has a dentist story. Right? It's you. Well, this was actually so my girlfriend's mom is a dental hygienist and she clean she was like when I was in LA, she's like come in and we'll do uh, we'll do a cleaning and I was like, "Okay, that would be great." And as I was driving to it, I was like, "Oh my god, like this I feel nervous." And I had told her I was like, "I'm kind of nervous because I haven't been I haven't been flossing." And she's like, "It's okay, like it's okay." You know, I've seen it all. And I was like, as I was driving, I was like, I'm kind of embarrassed. Like, my teeth, like, aren't... So, like, the, as I was, like, going to the place, I, like, went up, pulled over and, like, got some floss and mouthwash. Oh, and I was, like, Emma, frantically brushing and they're gonna, scrubbing. They're going to know. Well, she was like, so actually, that's... She was like, I get it. She, she's really... She's so nice. She was like, she was like, it's not great to do because now, like, your gums are, like, kind of, like, Swollen. inflamed. And I was right. like, right. <laughs> but then she cleaned the teeth and she... I've never had my teeth cleaned this thoroughly before. She did such a thorough, 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 thorough good job that then it made me be like, okay, so since then I've been taking 
I've been flossing every day pretty much and like brushing for two minutes and doing all that brush shit. Up, brush up, brush. I was like, <laughs> brush up, brush up, brush up. Because normally I wouldn't necessarily do that. But now I'm like, I want to like impress her. Oh, I had... Teeth. I had a, I didn't go to the dentist for like eight years or something like that. Seven or eight years. Preach. And when I went in, I always go in like, do, say and do your worst. Because they always give me the same spiel. You have been for eight years, blah, 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 this and that. Like, you shouldn't do this, da, da, da. They clean my teeth. Like, your teeth are fine. No cavities, no nothing. How the hell, how have you had no cavities? I, for, for. For the for the, whatever my hair didn't get because I was born with terrible hair. Um, that's so fu- that's funny. I, I wish teeth. you could do a joke about that, but I don't know if it would be really. But that is, I think that's funny. What about my teeth? Yeah, that whatever your hair did, whatever you like made up, like the idea that like it's like there's like we all get like a certain amount of allotted like things that work and don't work, and like some like your hair's off and your like my brain's off, but I've got nice toes. My brother Vince, who Vince listens to this podcast, was gifted with the Hi, perfect hairline and and Mexican hair. He has the genetic Mexican hair. It's like mm-hmm. thick and rich and dark as night and straight. And can do whatever he wants. You know, like when you see like really thick, gorgeous Mexican hair. It's like Vince got that. My aunt Cindy got that. Like my aunt Lisa got that. Like there's that that gene runs in my family. My sister's got gorgeous hair. Very light hair. Hmm. Like very like soft hair. But still gorgeous. And then I had like a bird's (laughs) nest. And balding. Well, I wouldn't actually. Lexi has hair like that, and that's why thick hair. She's got the the thick hair. She also has the Mexican hair. But this is a downside of it. It's hot because she said, "Like we'll be in places. It gets a lot of hair." I don't care. Imagine having three pounds of hair on your head. Don't want to hear it. I hate. And I'll be like, you know what's triggering for me is, ugh, I just have so much hair. They have to. They have to like like thin out my hair at the barber shop and i want to be like you need give me to that hair to, oh i would love to watch them fall into the pits of hell there <laughs> there that's a you i mean there's give so me many, that hair i see so many people with nice hair i just want to scalp them be like leave them for dead and stick it on my head give me that hair they like you wouldn't probably a lot of those hairs there's probably very few people's hairs you'd actually want there's a lot of people's hair that i want and there's so many i'm trying to write a bit about it right now how straight men don't deserve nice hair like, they have all this gorgeous hair, and then what they do with it is, like, the live, laugh, love of hair. Like, you know what I mean? Like, like... Yeah, what do they do with their hair? I never really look at... I don't look at... Hair's not something I usually notice. Because you much. have nice hair. Mm. But what do you... Is there something you feel feel insecure about, and then you see it on others, and that's all you see on other Teeth! I'm sure you saw yeah. teeth for, like, before you... Because your teeth are fucking, for those listening, Emma's teeth are fucking stunning, right now stunning but before that <laughs> when you were walking around without the i'm sure you were so envious noticing. i was noticing people's teeth and also like i would say like nice teeth to people but i would never want people and I, by that i would just mean like you've got your teeth like good job because i never want anyone to feel self-conscious about their teeth in front of me because there's been a couple times i've been talking with people and i don't know if it's just because i talk have talked about teeth so much or maybe I'm just noticing they do this and they would have done this anyway, where they'll kind of like cover up their teeth. And then I'm like, oh no, I never want someone to feel conscious about Why teeth. Why would they like, cover if you ever. say, anytime you compliment someone like nice teeth, it's not like you're like nice set of gams. You're being like, teeth is right. a great compliment. 
It's just like, or you could have nice teeth, nice gum, like whatever. Like, but yes, teeth I'll always notice. Now I notice there's all, t- uh, yeah, I guess teeth is what I would notice. I'm trying to think what else I'll notice on someone. I never look at hair. Skin. I never look at height. I, I look at skin kind of. I n- no, not really skin. I look at skin because I had rosacea and had to get my face laser off when I was 18 because I had really bad rosacea. Right. And now I just notice the like people's skin. I'll never... Do you notice height? I don't notice height. I have such a bad sense of height. I'm like, uh... Height? Um, I guess, like, what are we noticing? Like, things we're attracted to or things that we're, like... I have no idea if you're... Like, you're... T- how much taller than me are you? I think I'm... I know six, you're taller, I'm 5'9". Fi- you're what? 5'6"? 3. 5'3". Five, three. Oh, yeah. So you're quite you a bit taller shorter. Yeah, I am taller than you. And I'm not See, that tall. See, I never tall. notice... Because yeah. I never notice... Because, like... People will ask, like I, like uh, they'll be like, "Do you mind if you're with if your girlfriend's taller?" I'm like, I never notice that. I don't care at all. I, I think that's a good flux. trait. I think that's a good trait because there's a lot of people out there who are very height conscious, and they'll say, "How Why tall is are that? you?" I don't know. I mean, in the Someone gay world, it exists. It. I think straight women, Why? straight women do that a lot. Oh, are you kidding me? Yes, I had this friend. And I tried to set her up with another friend, and he's really fun. He's nice, and then she was like. She texted me and was like, girl, like, why didn't you tell me he was so short? She's like, and she was like, I wouldn't have worn such high heels, which is like, okay, I get that. She was like, you didn't tell me. She was like, he's, she was like, he's really short. And he's, I mean, he's like my height, but I was like, I didn't think it, I didn't think it mattered at all. But she was like, you should have given me a heads up. I'm trying to think of things I notice on people. I do notice the older I get. And this is a good thing. Um, I'm, I care less and less and less and less about looks i remember Mm. when i was like 21 and super insecure and just wanted like i was like a twig and i just wanted so much validation from other gay men so like if someone muscular liked me i was like i'm complete so then i was like only looking for guys that looked like that which was such a waste of time and um (laughs) not now i don't care now i'm like i don't care i don't like i don't even give a shit about abs or i mean certain things i like nice butts you know like or a butt but I don't care about that. Now to me, I'm like, what, 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 do, what does it for me is like the attitude and energy. Yeah. Is what it is. I think energy is big too. Totally. Like I just don't, I don't even know what I used to care about drinking, I guess. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, that's true. Drink. I mean, okay. I notice when people drink, actually, I really notice that because I'm always like clocking that with performers. Like I'll be like, like, there was someone I was watching, like, I did a, the show, a, a show Sunday night, and there was someone who was on the show later, and I was asking, my girlfriend brought some friends to the show, and then afterwards, I, I didn't stay in the showroom to watch, but I was like, how was that, were they drinking? And the reason I was asking is because I think that that, I think the person's really funny, and I'm, like, curious about them. So I was like, what are they, I was like, what's their, what's the vibe? Like, I, like, I know what they're, like, off stage. I was like, on stage, do they seem altered? Do they seem this, do they seem that? And she was like, no, he, he was not drinking. But I will notice, I'm very, like, curious about people's, like, state of intoxication or not intoxication. Like, when I see, you know, like, there'll be certain people where, like, they, okay, like, I remember, I've seen Kevin Hart a couple times. Sometimes he's having a drink, sometimes he's not. But there was one time I saw him and he... He had like two or three drinks, right? Who cares? But I was watching it because I was like, I'm so, that's what I was focused on. Because I was like, okay, 
I guess it's like the in, the addict in me because I'm like, if he can have three drinks and he's so successful and fit, maybe I can have three drinks. So that I'll like, or I'll or I'll just be curious, like, how does he do it? How does he do this drink at night? Or like, and and then what's his performance like? So I'm always noticing if someone seems drunk. I don't think you've ever seen me drunk. Probably not. I don't think. Also, it's none of my business. Like, I shouldn't be taking inventories of other people, but I'm just curious about it. No, you're just noticing. I mean, I notice things like, well, I've actually, ever since I started talking about my hair, other comics who've gotten it done have told me they've gotten it done. Like, it's like a secret. The same thing? Yeah. Secret society. Um, I believe that. I notice people drinking because I don't drink on stage either. I barely drink. I just never, even last night I went, Nicole Byer and I went to go. I went to her apartment to watch a movie and we were just, you know, kind of having a good night. In LA? Had... No, she was here in New York right now for a little bit. Does she is she gonna does she is she gonna live 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 here? No, but she has she has an apartment here in New York. Oh, that's great. Smart. Yeah. Yesterday her friends came over and they're like this couple, they're this gay couple, they're so sweet. And they were like, Do you guys want some wine? They just got like a bottle of wine. And I was like, that seems so foreign to me, just to like drink wine i'm like and i almost said yes and i was like no i was like because i have to wake up early tomorrow and i was like i can't tell if i'm getting older or like wine well i had wine in italy last week i mean i was like but i feel like it's different in italy it's a com. it's definitely a common thing because like like lexi's friend was saying with i came by and her friends were staying here with her for a couple days and they were like having wine and then the next night they were like oh we're gonna have a glass of wine go out or when i'm with my mom she's like oh we're gonna have some wine we're gonna have some wine that here's why it's probably foreign to us. We're kind of, we're like gearing up to be really on usually mm, at night. So like mm. I will drink my second cup of I usually have two to four cups of coffee a day, mostly three. But I'll be having my cup. I'll have like a, if I'm have a long night, I'm having coffee before I go out. Mm-hmm. So when I'm like, you guys are just it's more of the foreign thing is like, oh, are you guys winding down? Like what? <laughs> no pun intended. Interesting. Yeah, I, I think right. you're right because it's our path loving response. Like when sun goes down, we come up. So, right. like, to see someone just relaxing and having wine, I'm like, what, what's going on? Like, what are you okay? Yeah. Like, it's, oh, yeah, that's normal people. Normal people enjoy themselves. My friend Francesco <laughs> said an interesting thing on stage. He goes, Americans, we, I notice Americans drink to forget life. Italians yeah. drink to remember that we are alive. Wow, harsh, but accurate, I feel. Very accurate, because Italians do not drink the same way Americans do. Americans get drunk to get drunk. Italians have wine as a part of an enjoyment of life, but you never see really in in large, you don't see like wasted Italians that way. I thought it was an interesting perspective. How did he get that insight? Like what Americans has he been around? Well, he lived in London for a while too. He lived in London for a while, which, which... British people, I mean, they take drinking real seriously. It was like 3 p.m. and they're lining up outside the bar. And I'm like, damn, like, you better fucking work. You better work. That is true, though. That is like, or it's like, even if you're having a drink at like a family function, it's usually that my normal thoughts of drinking is because you're like, get me out of here. Like, it's like. Right. It, I mean, I guess for some, I was having this conversation with Lexi the other day, though, because I was like, you know, it sometimes it gets frustrating because I feel like I never get to escape. Like. There, like I was, I Sunday night I was home early and I was just like editing some videos and like watching something. But I was like, I never, I was like, it'd be so nice if I could just like quickly take a pill or have a drink and then like be, turn my brain off. And she, and then she was like, she's like, well, I don't drink to turn my brain off. She was like, I think that you're just trying to get an escape there. She was like, most people drink to like have fun, not, not to 
like black out. And I was like, ah. <laughs> supposedly fine. Like, right. No, sure. I, I used to drink but, pretty, I was a pretty rough drinker. So I would, I would. Um, oh, really? Yeah. When I was younger, I mean, I would drink to get drunk. I would never drink just to relax. Right. You know, There's not like comedian. in an alcoholic way. It would be like a Friday or Saturday. Right. There's a comedian, Kelsey Cook, and she has a joke. She did it on Late Night. And she's very funny and very she's really nice, too. But her joke was she was talking about her fiancé, ex-fiancé at the time, and how they were in – I'm really paraphrasing it. But basically, it's like they were in the AA, and she read one of the AA pamphlets, and she was, like, going through the list. And it's like, do you drink? And, like, all the reasons they were giving to drink, it was kind of like, oh, yeah, I think everybody does this, too. Like, it was like when – you, when you're looking to change your mood, do you have a drink? Like, when you're doing this, do you have a drink? So there is a lot of gray area – with it. I know. They might as well but, say, do you like warm cookies fresh out of the oven? You exactly, might be an alcoholic. Exactly. Like, what? Right, exactly. But then if you do have a drinking problem, you also kind of know. You're like, eh. Yeah, right, a drinking I'm, problem I'm to me that. is like when you lose focus of anything in life but the drink. And then you start to defend the drink over your friends, family, or any sort of rationale. And you just like, mm-hmm. it all becomes about like the drink. And no matter what anyone says to you, it's like, I must get that drink. Like, that's alcoholism not like i'm gonna go out friday with friends and get drunk like go ahead yeah that has no that's not appealing like you don't but and it's not the drinking it's like they it's your thinking so it's like if you take the drink away a lot of times people who have drinking problems can then get worse because all of a sudden the drinking like a lot of times can work up to a certain point so it's like it works but then you are like overdoing it and overdoing it and using it in the place of all these different things so then it's like you take it away and it's like oh shit now you have to de- now you have to figure out how to have like life skills like how do you deal with what was it that brought you around a drink to that first place that to that degree and then what kept you there and then what made you cross the line mm-hmm. because like you could be you can like transfer usually you have like a thing you like the most but you could like transfer the unmanageability or like the addiction stuff to another another thing like i was yeah i see that a lot with my friends who are recovering addicts it's for real it's like mm, mm-hmm. it's I, I, the very first time i stopped drinking i remember i went i was like going to the chiropractor and when i stopped drinking i got this thought and it was so crazy that i, I was able to flag it because it was so fucking nuts i would go to a chiropractor every other week i was in boston and i was like what if I want to go more? But my chiropractor said I only need to go every other week. I was like, I'm going to see another chiropractor so I can control it more. So then I was going to two chiropractors and like lying about it. I hope this this lasted one week because I was like, this is crazy. But it was like, I just wanted to be able to have as much chiropractor access as I wanted when I wanted. Oh, my Isn't God. Isn't that nuts? Emma, that's kind of. That's this was probably 10 years ago. And I then I was like, whoa, because I also didn't connect that it had to do like it was like right when I stopped drinking. And then I was like, yeah. "Ooh, I got to get I got to get access to chiropractors. I guess, I guess I don't have like a kind of like I have no vice. I have no I guess I I guess I'm a workaholic. I work too much. Maybe I say yes. To I mean, I think things. that's good. Yeah, I yeah. do. Yeah, I have a it is tough to turn your fucking I don't know how people with kids do it. Like, well, Emma, when I was like, in Italy, I kept saying like, I it. It's also a New Yorker thing because I was in Italy, and even though I was working in Italy, I could not. The New York couldn't detach from me. That feeling of like, I should be doing something. I have to be doing something. I have to be doing something. I have to be doing something. It's like, Matteo, like you, like 
you can't like it takes so long to like detach yourself from New York. Like right. that mentality right. of like like I woke up this morning, I was like, my day's over. I have 18 mm. things to do today. The day's over. Oh yes. You know? Yes. My sister's coming to visit on, so tomorrow I'm going to Pittsburgh, then I go to Cleveland, then I go to DC, and then I fly back to New York on Saturday morning, and my sister's coming in with my niece. So I'm going to meet up with them, and we're going to have dinner, and then I'm taking the night off, and we're going to like spend the night together, have breakfast, I'm going to babysit for an hour, and then they leave. But Katie, my sister was like, she was like, so... I was like, okay, I'll make dinner reservations. She was like, well, Bailey goes to sleep at seven. And I was like, seven? And she was like, yeah. And so I was like, oh my God, we're going to get, so we're going to be in bed at eight? And she was like, pretty much. So I'm looking forward to that. Like, I don't even, even during COVID, I wasn't in bed at eight. I mean, I maybe be on the couch and go bed to couch, bed to couch, but, but like in bed at eight, that's going to be Fucking, I either that or I'm going to go insane. I was like, do you have to go to bed at eight? The kid can go to bed at eight, but can't you just like But it's a studio apartment. No. Oh, she's staying with you. She's staying with me. So it's, she's staying with me and it's at the East Village, like older apartment. So it's like, I don't want like, you know. You still have that apartment? We've taught, it's like, it's the, it's like, you know, the. The hot water is actually cold and hot. So, I, like, I just, like, don't want to, like, have them being, like, what the fuck's going on. And I'm going to be tired from traveling that much. So Can't you stay at I'm Lexi's gonna... and let them just stay in the apartment? I told Lexi I'd stay with my sister and Bailey here. And I I want to, too. Because, like, I mean, she's only seven. It's a little. I want to I wanna be there when. I just want to, like, look at her face. I just love her so much. Seven's a lot to be in New York City. I mean, that's a lot of stimulation to, to actually, take Actually, I think in. she's younger than seven. I think she's like five or six. <laughs> well, I mean, it's all the same. I don't know. She's older than one. Yeah, but she's a baby. So I can't wait to. I had fun when I was back in Chicago. My cousin Kelly just had a daughter. And so I was, we were hanging out. They came over to my mom's house and it was just me, Kelly, and then my my nephew, Joey, who's my cousin Megan's son. Joey. I love and, that name. And Joey's like. I love that name. Four, I so think. so cute. And he's so cute, like, just chill. And I was like, God, I love hanging out with kids. Because, like, I made the, I was making macaroni and cheese. And I was like, all right. Blow his mind. (laughs) No, he's four. He didn't give a shit. I was like, all right, Joe, you're like, how was your day today? He's like, well, I mean, Sandra wasn't there. And Nikki wasn't there. And then I played soccer. And I'm like, okay, cool, cool, cool. You know, I'm like, are you hungry? Yeah. And then he kept holding his backpack up. Just holding it, this huge backpack. I was like, I like your backpack. He's like, I can hold it. And I was like, you look great. I was like, it looks really cool. You can hold it. And I was like, all right, we're going to sit down and have lunch now. And he like kind of slowly gets like, I just love kids. I was like, damn, that's what sucks about living in New York. It's like, I can't just like be home and hanging out with like You kids. used to it's say fun. you hated kids though. I but hate, it is fun. It's I hate other It's like children. you got to get to know one. Yeah. I like the but kids once- that are related to me. Once you get to know one, it opens your brain up to the other ones, too. Because it's about getting on their wavelength where you're kind of like, oh, all right. Like, Well, I used to teach art camp, and I, I was very, very good with kids. I mean, they were, like, probably in second or third grade. 
And I fucking loved those kids. And I was so devastated at the end of the summer, like their parents would come pick them up. And I was like, those aren't your kids. Those are mine. Like I was with (laughs) them all summer, like back the fuck off. You know, I remember this one girl was really talented at drawing. And I told her parents, I was like, oh, your daughter's like really good at drawing. Oh, I'm sure you just say that. And I said, no, I actually don't. I was like, I'm I pulled you aside to let you know, like, she really is good. She seems to enjoy it. And I would encourage that. And she was like, uh, you're being nice. I'm sure you just say that to everybody. And I was like, what a dumb mother. Like, I just pulled you yeah. aside to tell you your daughter's talented and you immediately denied it. Like, fucking bitch. Yeah, it's like one thing to not accept a compliment for yourself, but on behalf of your kids, get the fuck out of here, you fucking... Yeah. I bag. loved those kids. They were so fun. We had... We would laugh so... And I would draw. So we would draw these characters and I would just keep drawing. And then they... You know how kids are. Like, they just sort of like... Anything you do, like, as you keep adding on, they just keep laughing and laughing. I was doing impressions. Yeah, like, whoa, whoa. Yeah. Oh, what fun times. I love those kids. And when they say something sweet, it's... I got my nephew a stuffed animal. And I asked my niece, I was like... I was with her. And so I was like, let's get Bo a present. And then I got it. And I was like, do you think he'll like it? And she looked at me and she, like, put her head down. And then she went... I think he's going to love it. And I was like, I remember this one kid, what was his name? Adam, something with an A. And I remember we were like, we would have the, we would take the lunches. The kids would come in and bring all their lunches and we, we would have the lunch crew and then they would help us move the lunches to like a couple rooms down to like put it in the fridge. So that day I had him and two girls and we're walking and whatever. I'm like, just kind of like not even paying attention and something must have happened. They put the lunches in the fridge and we were walking back and he was like not walking with us. And I was like, no, I was like, Adam, you need to walk with us. Like you can't be, you know, and then I real, I'm like, what is going on with him? He was a really well-behaved kid. Then I looked and I saw he was crying and I was like, hmm. Pooped his pants. I was like, no, no, no. So I said, yeah. okay. I was like, girl's gone ahead. I, I'm going to talk to him. And I pull him aside and I said, what's going on? And he's like, I just have something in my eye. And I was like, Aww. I was like, do you have something in your eye or were your feelings hurt? He goes, my feelings were hurt and they didn't know that. He was like going on. And then as he's, I'm letting him cry, I look to my left and all the kids are lined up to go to lunch. And they're all watching him. And I didn't want to embarrass him. So I grabbed his hand. I opened the door and I said to one of the other teachers, I said, Adam has something in his eye and we're going to go wash it out right now. And everyone's like, oh, my God, feel better, feel better. So I pulled him aside. Right. And we sat in the room and it was just us two. And I said what I wished any teacher had said to me. I said, just cry all you want. Yeah. And I let him just cry. And then we just like kind of joked. And then I like, you know, we washed his face and then, you know, we walked right back to lunch and everything was fine. And I remember like that feeling of like, I almost feel like I like protected my younger self because he was like a sensitive kid and I was a sensitive kid and it's like in those moments where like obviously in the 80s if that happens someone's like man up and stop being a boot stop crying right and I I just sat with him and I said you cry as long as you need to and when you're ready we'll go back out to lunch and I was like I wish someone did it oh I loved those kids god that was such a fun summer Mateo and I are having a baby (laughs) yeah Well, that means, Emma, you remember what happens. Do you remember this conversation? No, we'd put it in a shaker and shake it up and then pop it to some motherfucker. No, that's not what you you said. The first. Also, I'm too. We'd have them. We'd have to. We'd get someone to cook that. Cook it. No, Emma, but remember, every day. I know. I said he'd have to put semen on a rock and then I'd figure out some way to get it inside me. Gross. (laughs) 
No offense, but Jesus. <laughs> it's just a lot. Should we plug our show? On that note, should we plug some of our shows coming up? <laughs> Who wouldn't want to come see a, show, a live show after this? Oh, yes. Yes, we should come out. Shows. Oh, you know, one thing I'm excited to do that I'm excited to tell you guys about because I haven't done one forever. I'm, I'm doing a college and I'm just so curious. I haven't done a college in years. Oh, so I'm doing congrats. a college. Yeah, next week. I mean, well, I had stopped doing them and then I was recently, I was like, yeah, I would absolutely do do one. So I'm, I haven't done one in years and years and years. Oh, look, I like, I, I enjoyed doing college shows. I'm not one of those comics that's like, fuck college. Cause I'm like, now I want to hang out and be like, okay, I'm old. So like, what's cool? You know what I mean? Totally. They, uh, this one girl, the last college show, Emma, like a couple weeks ago, um, I said, you know, cause I'm 36 and she goes, oh, yep. Or I was like, okay. I'm not like, I didn't say it was 105, but I guess 30s, I guess it's also a compliment. They must have thought I looked younger than I am. Absolutely. But I remember doing that too. I remember being like, you're 24 and you're alive still. Like, what? Like, I I remember that too, but I haven't. Uh, Let me promote my show. Yes, yes. Um, I will be uh, in Stand Up Live in Phoenix, Arizona, November 18th and 19th. Um, I will be at Pittsburgh, at the Pittsburgh Improv, December 2nd and 3rd. I will be January 6th and 7th at the Cincinnati Funny Bone, and January 13th and 14th at the Orlando Improv. And then some of my theater shows, we've added a third show at Queen's Elizabeth Theater in Toronto, February 9th and 10th. A second show at Ace Theater Los Angeles, February 17th and 18th. Oh, that's a great space. It's beautiful. I have not been there. And then we have one uh, show left at Neptune Theater in Seattle, Washington, February 23rd and 24th. I am going to be at the Helium in Portland, Oregon. If you missed it when I was there a couple of months ago, I'm going to be coming back November 11th, 12th, and 13th. We just added it. Um, I'm going to be, it's going to be a lot of fun. I love that room. Then November 30th, I will be at the Funny Bone in Cincinnati, December 1st, the Funny Bone in Columbus, Ohio. December 3rd in Huntsville, Alabama. I've never been there before. Huntsville, Alabama. December 4th at Zany's in Nashville. And December 10th at Bananas Comedy Club in New Jersey. Then in January, I'm going to be in North and South Carolina. January 11th, Charlotte, 12th, Greenville. We've got to do a show there, together, yeah. Emma. We have to do a show like a yeah, live that'd be show fun. together. Like that'd a live fun. podcast. We used to do it all the time. We should ask Absolutely. Liz if we can set that up. Yeah, that'd be great. All right. Well, thanks for listening, everybody. Well, thank you guys. As always, we appreciate you. Starbanks Audio, a podcast network.